promos. Live. Hey, we are live. We are live. Sabaho, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. Um, as you probably already see, I have with me the man, the myth, the you know, the 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 tech and tea, the basically of all things. Uh Joshua Vergara. Good morning, sir. How are you? It's so early. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. I I, I normally oh, no. try to do it around 10 a.m. Um, mm -hmm. We're using a different service this time. If you guys were with us last week, we did have some technical problems with YouTube Live. But I don't think it was YouTube. It was mostly my network, for some reason, decided to go, you know, because... Uh, but this time, you know, uh, we were able to work it out through StreamYard. So I have some people starting to show up in the in the live stream. Uh, Matt Tyler's in there. Uh, Javier is in there. Uh, Richard Car uh, Ratner's in there. Isa's in the live chat. Hey, Isa, mm -hmm. how you doing? Check it out. Check My it out. Isa's hitting up with some. Uh, yes, the other half of Tech and T, uh, <laughs> and of course, <laughs> well, the other half. And then, of course, good morning, uh, Richard, with us as well. Uh, Matt Tyler, of course, uh, one of the big fans of the channel as well. Uh, and then, of course, we have uh, uh, Shahriar. Hopefully, I'm saying correctly. Uh, Shahriar Hussain, what's up? Good morning. And then, of course, uh, Tim Raid starting up in the morning with us. Oh, man, more and more people are stirring up. Uh, says, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, oh, just because this guy's name sounds very close. Okay, so this this is a Tariq, uh, Tariq Reed. Uh, so uh, I'm yeah. Tariq, Tariq, welcome to the club. And um, so today I wanted to actually kind of uh, ask Josh to come over on the uh, on the show to to discuss something obviously that's a big it's a big part of this week in the tech in the tech world, um, and that's essentially the OnePlus launch basically as you probably already saw um and josh yes uh so that interstellar glow man that color is or that that combination of colors is just crazy uh what do you think of that color on that one i just very few people have it obviously so yes very 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 few people have it and um <laughs> i was actually I, I i don't remember where i said this i might have actually said this to our one plus friends during our little briefing for this I remember mm -hmm. asking them, is Interstellar Glow available for the Pro? And they were like, no, it's only on the regular. And I was like, that's a brilliant move. Because imagine this. You're the person who walks into a T-Mobile or a Verizon looking for a new phone. And yep. you see this sitting on the counter. You put this up against any other phone currently. And if you're just the kind of person who's looking for a good phone for not an extravagant price... This yep. is literally the cheapest high-end 5G phone right now, and it's also arguably the best looking. Like I was Definitely. like, that, that's a very brilliant move on your part, OnePlus. As much as I, as much as I was would have loved to have it on the Pro, um, I agree. It it's a it's an amazing color. Uh, they, I mean, they obviously have some cases for it too. There's the sandstone case, which I'm surprised that they decided to go with a different color this year. Um, True, but. I, I love the color. I like it. And uh, it's some people may feel like because of the reflectiveness of it, that it becomes really hard to take pictures of. And it is. It's a challenge. But I yeah. find that you're able to augment the uh, the beauty of it by reflecting other things into it. So, you know, use it use it for what it does best. It reflects. Mm -hmm. So uh, I posted a picture on Instagram and um, I just when I saw the picture, I'm like, wow, that just looks really, really nice. But uh, mm -hmm. The Pro, the uh, obviously there's the eight and the eight Pro. So OnePlus announced two different devices. And um, if you guys would also like to know a little bit more, uh, Josh did have a live stream uh, with. Um, I, so who did you actually have the live stream talking about the OnePlus X? 
Oh, the OnePlus X. Um, okay, so I did an IG live with uh, Nick Gray. Uh, oh, Nick Gray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So uh, Josh has a live stream that went up, I think it was a day or so ago, uh, talking about, you know, the, because there was a lot of rumors about the OnePlus X. Obviously, there's a lot of people that talked about it. We heard that they were supposed to be coming out. They were supposed to be part of the actual event. But something happened, uh, and you know the, the rumor mill essentially is that you know it got delayed because of the current situation. So, sure. uh, but you know, I think there was a good conversation. If you'd like to check it out, there'll be some information for you guys, of course, in the description uh, to be able to uh, connect with Josh. Uh, so let me go ahead and make sure. It's, I'm, I'm trying new things, by the way. So if you guys are seeing new banners and stuff, that's me learning new tricks in uh, in Streamyard. <laughs> so and you know what? Uh, this is also this is also a testing bed as well. And there you go. You can see it. Links. Uh, click. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. See. It, it, that's awesome. We, we are professional now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, this is actually a good testing bed because as TK was saying, um, we're using, well, he is using a service called StreamYard for this for this right now. And this is also a way mm -hmm. for me to actually see how it works. So I might end up using it also. So it, this is both of us actually learning about this. Yes, yes, actually. And it was because of Josh that I decided to upgrade. And uh, I'm trying to use it for the full potential and see how it My works. My check is in the mail. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor sponsored by Josh. Hashtag no, not really, but you know. Um, it, it's a great tool if you guys have ever thought about trying to do, um, and it's not sponsored or anything. This is obviously something, I, as I said, I just purchased a, a month subscription to it. Um, I, I've used the YouTube live system and it works great and it does a lot of good opportunities to be able to control things, but I find it not as reliable in the way of interacting. Like the, the, the mm. dashboard needs still some work. But also the ability of having the simplicity of my entire chat being in the window that I'm looking at. And I'm also able to jump in, click on people. So like right here, here's Isa. Teal oh, kiss. Yeah. So, so yeah, right there. It's easily jump in, throw the comment in there. Everybody can see the comment and we can react and answer it. Um, and thank you, by the way, uh, you sound that one. And then I can remove it, jump into the other one. It's very nice. So StreamYard is a very good service and I'm hoping it pans out for both of us. Yeah, for sure. All but, right. uh, oh, by the so, way, anybody in the chat right now wondering why I'm not showing off my 8 Pro is because you're seeing that front-facing camera right now. That's another kind of cool thing about this streaming process is that, you know, TK is on the, uh, he's the, he's the leader of the, of the, he's the host of the show, obviously, the I and I can say, join yeah. in, I can join in using a phone. And I was like, oh, that's pretty dope, actually. I'm, I'm into it. Uh, so this is the OnePlus 8 Pro. And um, as far as we're going to get into more of the details a little bit later, obviously, but, you know, take a look at this video. You can give us your thoughts about the front facing camera using my feed. So just as just to let you know, uh, Josh, uh, Issa sold. So we're. That's it. We can we can end the, we can end the stream. We're good. Issa, Thank you, everybody. Issa sold on Streamyard, which means that I better take my card out and uh, <laughs> get, get ready for a one year subscription. <laughs> Congratulations, Isa! You just won a uh, you just won from the show. Uh, that was the prize. Uh, thank you. But uh, so yeah, so overall, we're all learning, and I feel like Streamyard is a great service. So hopefully, I'll be able to keep using this for the future live casts. But um, so I'm very excited to be that we were finally able to share some of the information that we've had with us for some time, right? Because mm -hmm. we had we had a good opportunity. Uh, it was roughly around the time where a lot of people were starting to stay home. Uh, that I got my device at the end of March. I got it on the 30th, and I I was just going crazy. I was just like, oh my god, the display is absolutely fantastic. The the ability oh, yeah. of using, like I love the way OnePlus approaches display, uh, well, at least, you know, so year over year, right? Uh, from last year with the 7 Pro 
We had 90 Hertz QHD display, massive battery, big, obviously a big device to start. And uh, what I saw here is that they learned from what people appreciated about the 7 Pro and then took it up to a whole new level. Um, so, but this was by, by far my first device that I've had QHD and 120 Hertz at the same time. Yep. Obviously, we both played with the S20 Ultra. We have the option, but it's not at the same time. And this time, for me at least, it was great. And um, and I think you have the opportunity at least to play with another device that has similar specs. How does it feel? I mean, when you use it with the, do you notice the difference? Is it something that you notice basically when you go from one device to another, or do you think people will probably not realize it? And you know, 1080p at 120 is still a good thing. Okay, so I I, I the first analogy that comes to mind for me is like weightlifting where yep. you you don't really feel the benefits or you don't really feel like your body is actually feeling what the what the lift is doing for it until you put more mm -hmm. weight on it so mm -hmm. i remember when i first started doing like weightlifting and whatnot i just put like light weights on there and it's like okay i feel fine and then i put like a whole plate on there and i'm like oh yeah this is what a pump feels like that's how i feel about 120 at quad hd because up until okay. now a, a high refresh rate was a good thing and it was enjoyable but it never really felt like it was benefiting you in a way that actually was like must see. And now mm -hmm. with, with uh, the Oppo Find X2, for example, Find X2 Pro, mm -hmm. and now the, uh, the OnePlus 8 Pro, now it's like, oh, I can't go back because a high refresh rate, high resolution screen, when you compare it to any other phone almost, it's what makes the 8 Pro actually feel like a futuristic device. It's yeah. more than just a computer that was shrunken down and you could put it in your hand. Now it feels like this is what a smartphone's meant to feel like. Exactly. And and I and I love the so so for me it works slightly differently in, in the way I notice the benefit of it is when I try to use another device. Because as you know, we're switching devices, we're trying to, you know, juggle the uh, influx of things. It, it makes me a little bit, uh, the experience that I have with another device that runs at 60 or a slower refresh rate, it just, I notice it so much more. Like, I'm like, things are not responsive. Yeah. I almost like what happened, but that's because I'm switching, you know, I'm using this as a main. So I'm, I, it's, it's having a lot of my information into it. So I, I want to make sure that everything runs smoothly, but then I have to jump over to, you know, uh, uh, other devices. I mean, I even have a device that runs at a higher refresh rate, but it's 1080p. It's not quad mm. HD. It, you know, it's that, that, um, that that offset, do you do you benefit from it? And I feel I, I love the fact the way they did it. They gave us a larger battery, which is good. Not an extra five hundred mm -hmm. milliamp uh, on the battery. Uh, they gave us the same fast charging that we wanted uh, out of you know the seven T line of devices. So we have the warp charge thirty T, not the standard warp charge. And I feel like yeah, uh, it's a, it's a win either way. If you go with the eight, I think we're still getting the ninety hertz. Um, which is similar to what we saw before with the, I think, with the 7T. And I don't remember if the the OnePlus 7 had a 90 hertz refresh rate because I don't. We never got oh, it in yeah. the US. So, you know, the yeah, 7, we, the one that came out at the that. 7. Yeah, and I had a chance to play with it, but I, I, I almost feel like I need to dig dig up the video that I did on it to see if it does support 90. But I felt like the the 7 was an upgrade from the 6T, but it didn't have the 90 hertz, and then 7 Pro did it. So for me, again, very big jump there on the display and worth the upgrade if you're considering wanting to have a device um, that starts about $899, you know right? You know what's funny about that? Like the way that you kind yeah. of navigated that just now, what I actually mm -hmm. really adore about what OnePlus is doing right now is that both versions are available at the same time. And that's something that we haven't had for the last few generations. It's like, I, I think the one that really pissed me off actually is we had the 7T 
and then everyone else got the 7T Pro. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, it, it was they, granted the 7T is a fantastic device. If you still have the 7T, you're probably okay. Like, you don't really have to upgrade like fully yet. But mm -hmm. yeah, I remember when the 7T came out and I saw people talking about the 7T Pro, like in the UK and Spain and whatnot. I was like, oh come on, man, I don't want the 7T Pro. <laughs> so that was the that was the weird part about it because they gave us the Pro at the beginning of the year. At the end of the year, it seemed like more of just the 7T. But then mm -hmm. they pulled kind of a like a quick fast one. Um, like if you remember back when we were in Maui during the uh, the Qualcomm Tech Summit last year, um, yeah. there was some there was some five G testing with T Mobile, and I think at the end of the year T Mobile did that surprise McLaren edition release. So that was the way of seven the seven T Pro to come out in the US, and I had that for a while. Um, mm. I feel like it's smart for them to come in with both devices, like you said. I think it doesn't make sense. It did not make sense to me last year that we had. The seven Pro without the seven, and the eight, the seven T without the seven seven T Pro, which to me more like, this is the market that wants diversity. We don't, you know, most people if they wanted the seven T and they had the seven Pro, they probably wouldn't upgrade to the seven T. They'll probably wait till the eight Pro. Now at least yeah, they have cool. an option. I feel like it's it's a good option and it's a good price point to start around. You know, the six ninety nine I think is the starting point with the seven. Uh, sorry, with the mm -hmm. eight. Um, and I think eight ninety nine, which coincidentally, I know a lot of people have talked about the pricing. It's like, why is it so much? The um, the seven T Pro McLaren edition that came out at the end of the year with five G with the eight fifty five plus with uh, the X fifty five modem actually was eight ninety nine on T Mobile. So in the but US, felt, this is not. That's the thing. It felt ridiculous back then. <laughs> it, it did. It did. But it, it, but I felt like it, maybe they were trying to give us like a little bit of a, you know, uh, a preview so that it doesn't hurt as much when it comes in now. But I feel like the reality is it's something you have to consider. OnePlus is yeah. adding in those features that we've wanted for years. We've wanted wireless charging out of us a OnePlus device. Ever, I mean, for years, ever since Samsung introduced it, and I've always asked, when is wireless charging coming? And I, I, I love the fact that the wireless charger on this is almost as fast as the wire charger. It's literally interchangeable mm -hmm. within a few minutes. So to me, it, it's a plus. I think when they're doing it, they're doing it right. And I love that, that they, they don't yeah, just absolutely. do it halfway. Yeah. So. I, I actually, what's funny is, you know, and not, and not to pull too much focus away from the, the OnePlus, but it's just funny how I have the I have the warp charge wireless right here, uh, just docked yeah. right in front of my monitor. And actually, last night when I was doing a live stream with uh, with Isa, I had this phone on that dock, and it was just charging up the entire time we were doing the stream. So that's already kind of cool because what OnePlus did was they had the uh, the wireless charger be like propped up, which is propped I up. think. I think that's great for any wireless charger, to be honest. Anyone that's just like the little hockey puck, like it just makes no sense to me. But also, um, what I <laughs> so recently I also did a review for the new Moto Gs, and now mm -hmm. the moment I say the, oh, that's the, right. the moment I say yeah, the moment I say the letter G, uh, people's expectations are already different. But I have to say, like, I'm already spoiled by a 30 watt wireless charger. When I look at another phone that uses 10 watt wired charging <laughs> it makes me so sad <laughs> it, it's hard because some of these devices also s still support big large batteries so you're talking mm -hmm. about even longer time to charge these things and i think in this day and age with the ability of having you know power delivery chargers that are up to 18 30 60 watt chargers in small form factors there's really the battery you know i think the battery technology needs to actually support it and i think the way um, I think it was Oppo, Oppo's approach by splitting the battery into two different batteries and charging mm, them fast yeah. so that it kind of benefits from the speed. 
Um, and obviously seeing with OnePlus is what they're doing here. Obviously, it's a proprietary charger. So if you're considering the charger that you know that Josh just mentioned, uh, it only supports at 30 watts with a OnePlus 8 Pro currently. Possibly, obviously, with future devices. But uh, if you put in, let's say, a Samsung device or a, any other device that supports Qi charging, I think it charges it at about five watts or seven watts max. I think it's uh, five. I, 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 well, I thought they said ten, but yeah, it's it's more. Yeah, it's a lot more standard for sure. It, it's more. It's more of the standard, so you won't be able to benefit from there. Which uh, do you that's get annoyed by the fan? I disable the fan. <laughs> I have so it, okay. The bedtime mode is a great idea. Like I'm, I'm happy that they included that. So you slow yeah. down the wireless charging, and that allows the fan to quiet down. Um, yeah. But and I if actually I need it, never obviously, noticed yeah, it. Mm -hmm. I never noticed it. And then I think the other day I actually put the phone on there, and so I, on my desk here, and, and I'm, I'm not going to move the camera, but on my desk here I have my MSI laptop, which is mm -hmm. when I'm editing already a pretty loud hum. I have the PS4 yep. right here on which I'm playing FF7 remake, and I'm trying to do uh, gaming videos on it. The PS4 studio is a tour, loud, studio tour, yeah. <laughs> the PS4 is a loud console. Yeah. And what I what I found so jarring is that once I turned off those two things to get ready for bed, it was before the bedtime mode turned on on the OnePlus 8 Pro on the wireless charger. I could still hear the wireless charger and I was like, "Whoa, that's actually louder than I remember." <laughs> like it is it's a, it's a hum. It's a bit of a hum. It 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 does actually turn yeah, but it as I think what their intention was is as long as there's some type of an ambient noise going on, it's hard to hear it. Plus, it's positioned to go away from you, so the sound isn't coming towards you. So that it depends. Yeah, if you're using it as a nightstand, the bedtime mode is definitely a thing you want to use. Um, and I like the fact that it's in there, but it does slow down, as Josh was saying. You won't be able mm -hmm. to get the fast charging. But the way I look at it essentially is um, if you set the timing correctly, this should be pretty uh, perfect. There's no reason for yeah. you not to be able to benefit from wireless charging. Your device will be topped off. Uh, and then I did the test that I did on my video. I actually turned off the phone and I ran it from zero to 100 in literally an hour and four minutes and an hour and one minute for the wired. So nice. no question no question asked there. Uh, Isa does have a question for you. And uh, I'm not sure because I don't have the ACE2. So let's see here real quick. So curious, uh, will the Oppo ACE2 work with that OnePlus wireless dock? Um, and she later on corrected the wireless. It's not wireless. You can tell. wireless. I don't mean to throw my own girlfriend under the bus, but you can tell she's watching on her phone because look at the look at the spell. <laughs> spell no, no, hey, hey man. I autocorrect. <laughs> we, we all get into that. And um, well, this yeah, is so a funny little nuance, by the way, because um, uh, I, I, I kind of uh, poke fun a little bit at her for that. And she's like, well, the thing is, since I type both in English and Tagalog, it's actually a bad yeah. idea to have autocorrect on because oh, it'll mess right. up my Tagalog. So that's the reason why I, I, whenever I see that, I'm like, oh, she's on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I'm not very familiar with the Oppo Ace 2. Uh, I'm not very sure. Very recently can... announced. Yeah, they, um, yeah. Um, they're, they're the Ace. I remember the Ace from last year. That's the phone that got the Gundam edition that everyone was mm -hmm. drooling over. Um, and I, that one's supposed to be, yeah, the Ace is supposed to have some sort of like really crazy battery and charging and whatnot. I mean, Oppo's always been the king of charging. And, oh, of course. Um, that VOOC charging is just nuts. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't heard too much about it. And it is curious if the Oppo Ace 2 will have a lot of the same technology. Because as everybody says, and I'm sure people in the chat are already thinking about it, um, is that Oppo and OnePlus are basically like in bed together. So I mean, the technology might bleed over from one to the other. I And I, well, I think that's a lot of people's, I think originally a lot of people 
I would say maybe had a better educated cast saying that there's a good chance that we were going to get the QHD plus uh, with uh, 120 based on you know the X X fine X two no X two Pro X two Pro yes sorry yeah. too many pros there's a lot of names going on right now everybody <laughs> that, that's 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 how it goes but thank you thank you Isa on that one. Um, so let me try to see if there's any other questions that are jumping in real quick. Uh, one, one just popped in. Um, does the OnePlus 8 Pro, uh, okay, by the way, I can't pronounce whatever that name is. Uh, TK, uh, is OnePlus 8 Pro give you the choice between 60, 90, or 120 hertz? Um, it's between 60 and 120, right? Um, I don't think there's a 90. It's 61, no, and I've we've we've looked into the actual settings. It's not even an option. So I think it's for most people that probably have seen, um, XDA posted an article talking about the, how to enable uh, the 96 hertz refresh rate on the, uh, on the SS20 Ultra. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a toggle for it, but at least in OnePlus, no. Uh, they went 69, sorry, 6090 on the 8, and they went 6120 on the 8 Pro. Okay. There we go. Oh, by the way, a oh. shout out to a couple of other buddies that we have here. Fat Produce oh, is yeah, in the chat as well. <laughs> exactly. So that was uh, that was Haroon. Thank you, Haroon, for the question. I appreciate that. Sorry, I didn't, I, I didn't mean to miss it there. Uh, speaking mm -hmm. of uh, Fat Brodus, uh, let me see. It's so that's the beauty of it. It's, everything is in one one database. It's there. Uh, <laughs> Fat Brodus walks in, greeting Earthlings. There we go. Greetings, Greetings. Earthlings. Great Earthlings. <laughs> oh my God, Star Trek, Mike. Yes. Uh, so Fat Brodus <laughs> is also in the uh, in the in the live stream, and I think if I'm not mistaken, oh, so he's he's in the process actually of helping his dad choose between the Moto Z3 and the Moto Z Force. Um, I feel like the Z Force was always a better choice, but I, I don't remember if the Z3 is when they started down, uh, downsizing the, the specifications on the Z line. But I thought the Z Force was mm -hmm. always higher because they went for a while, Motorola, where they were providing that the spec, the higher spec on the Force side. And then in a, at some point, they decided, you know what, we don't have to compete with the higher specs. We could just basically give you a great experience with maybe a mid-tier processor. And I feel like the Z3 is where the, when they started that, but I think that was... I could be wrong, but uh, good luck with that one. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you're able to get it running. Uh, and of course, we have Aditya Neil. Um, <laughs> so we have a nice comment here from Aditya Neil. Uh, you know, um, I got, <laughs> I got to head out and just want to say thanks for stopping by. And uh, I love that picture of. Uh, I think that's Benedict Cumberbatch right there. Good. Oh yeah, that is. Oh, yeah, right that's, that is. Uh, I'll bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love uh, that. So, so I, have a, I, I have an offbeat question for you. Um, like, so uh, I, I remember seeing when you were starting up the show again, you know, it's Saturday mornings with tech and all that. Um, yeah. Is, is Saturday morning cartoons still a thing? Or that's no, that's nothing anymore, right? Like no one does that anymore? I know I grew up with that. I know it was something yeah. that when I was growing up, I, Saturday mornings were always like the time because it was the the first morning of the weekend that you had that you had no more school. You didn't have to wake up early. Mm -hmm. You just turn on the TV, get your breakfast and sit down. Um, it changed. I think it changed. I don't think it's the same way it used to be. I think at, yeah, at least if I, if, if I had to use my 10-year-old as a, a good measuring experiment there, it moved online. So he still does it uh, Saturday morning, wakes up, sits on the couch, watch it, wants to watch TV cartoons and stuff, but it's more streaming and it's on demand. So I feel like it's, mm. you know, it's a good experience, but that'd be nice. Yeah, no, uh, I think that was partially the, uh, I would say the, imp the inspiration for Saturday morning with a side of tech or Saturday mm, morning. Yeah, with tech. Yeah. I um, 
it was it was just something I felt like people are generally available. Uh, we don't have to work with schedules because every, most everybody's streams are generally in the evenings or late and day job. And, uh, you know, current situation is an exception, right? Everybody's available every day technically now. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I felt like it was a good opportunity for us to do, uh, you know, to to use it. Um, do I have a quick, quick question here for my tech reviews? Uh, hey, <laughs> how you doing? Um, how is 5G on the West Coast? That's 5G connectivity, especially since the OnePlus 8 and the OnePlus 8 Pro both are 5G enabled because of the X55 modem. Um, yes. So how's how's 5G for, I guess, we're both on the West Coast. We're about a, about a couple hours away, uh, but roughly mm -hmm. within a certain experience. Um, how's, how's 5G been working with you with the OnePlus, with the, with the okay, 8 so Pro? In the, in the area that I'm in right now? Okay, so uh, I, I should probably preface this by explaining where my networks are coming from. I do have Google Fi. Uh, mm -hmm. But I also got a T-Mobile SIM um, that shouts out to LG. They included a T-Mobile SIM with our V60 ThinQs, and that one has um, that one has 5G network enabled. Um, mm -hmm. I actually very rarely ever see 5G on my Google Fi cards. Um, okay. But on the T-Mobile card, I started to see it more often, especially when I put it into the OnePlus A Pro and it was a V60. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say it's kind of spotty. Um, okay. it is, it is fast. Don't get me wrong. Uh, last night when my internet actually conked out for a little bit and Issa and I were on our, um, we were on our chat, uh, at like two in the morning, I was able to lean on the 5g connection and it was pretty consistent at 2 AM, <laughs> but, um, the handoff from 5g to, to LTE plus, uh, cause that's what it says at the top there is mm -hmm. perfectly fine. Like I'm still having, it's perfectly fine. Like I think 5g is still about a year's way out for everybody to actually enjoy it. But here on the West coast, like yep. when I have 5g, it's great, but it's only when I have it. <laughs> for, for me, it's, it's, it's been a kind of an experience where I feel like uh, there's that halfway point. So for T-Mobile, cause for me, I, that's what I have normally is my carrier, uh, 5g is enabled where i am i'm a little bit more north from where josh is and um so it's kind of a just point of references for people to kind of just see roughly what speeds are and what's going on uh what you notice here on the left side of the screen is you know sometimes it'll say 5g sometimes it'll say lte but my phone for the most part let me just take it off of wi-fi uh will always say 5g on it regardless if mm. it hits an lte tower or a 5g tower so an example would be right now it just came on you guys could see that right uh, hopefully you guys can focus so it's a 5g it's connected to 5g but if i run a speed test it's going to hit it as an lte connections are good if i'm close enough to a tower on average i'm roughly like about 50 you know, 50 down, 23 up, not that bad, but I'm able to hit faster at 134. So mm. it's, it's roughly what you should expect from when you consider using, you know, the millimeter, the sub six type of 5g connectivity that we have. Um, yeah. something that you want to keep in mind when you think of 5g on a OnePlus device, specifically with the, with the series that we're talking about today, uh, there's a slight difference in the spectrum of what one, what the OnePlus devices will support. Um, only millimeter, sorry, I think it's only Verizon devices will support millimeter wave on Verizon, yes. right? So those are the ones that are going to have the built-in antennas to support millimeter wave, not just a modem, but I'm talking antenna-wise. So there is a hardware difference. It's not something that we can just swap a SIM. And mm -hmm. every other version of OnePlus devices that are 5G enabled are compatible, at least in the US, with the sub-6 type of technology. So yes. uh, currently T-Mobile. Um, and I think the AT&T should be if you also have it uh, activated on your account, although it, it requires a special SIM. So it's not something you could just plug in a SIM and get, suddenly get 5G the way T-Mobile does it. So 
it's there. It's going to provide us with better connection. But as Josh is saying, I think it's it's still growing, and we need more towers, uh, better. Um, I think better uh, market upgrades. So they, you know, as time goes on, they'll upgrade more towers, add more of the five G bands, and we'll be able to get more reliable. And I think it has improved from what I first saw it with the McLaren edition. Um, mm. I did want to mention uh, Matt Tyler did kind of throw it out there not that long ago. Uh, the McLaren oh, so never showed up to a- UK. Oh, I thought, yeah. you were, I thought you were going to mention his other uh, comment. Uh, oh, you see I, the, the, the latest one that he put up? We had 5G. Oh, uh, yeah. We're not going to touch this subject, I feel like. And I feel because we're just going to get mad. But honestly, yeah. like, let, let, let me just give a hot take real quick. Um, it's fine to be skeptical about things. It's fine to have a healthy skepticism. But when someone presents to you the facts, you got to understand that it's the facts. <laughs> like, please. Just understand that 5G does not do what some people are saying. It just doesn't. Yeah. No. No. It. it okay. It's definitely no. Because <laughs> yeah. I think if we're, I, we're I know, not in some, some of these a, things, it's such a can, can of worms right now. <laughs> no. No. And but it was something that it it also kind of um I think it came up around the time of 4G LTE, which is very interesting. And then I don't know why mm. they did that. Um. So I did notice there's a question coming here from Shehrar Shehrar Ah Shehr. Shehriar. It's hard to say without rolling the R because there's a big R in there. Mm. So Shehriar is asking is in the OnePlus 8 Pro, do we have a way of forcing 120 hertz like the OnePlus 7 Pro? You know, that's a great question. And um, I will find out for you in 2.5 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I wish is I could that... tell you, but I'm, I'm literally using the phone right now. Um, Come on, Joe. But... <laughs> and you know what? So let, let, me, let me just say this. It's kind of funny how, you know, they, this, by the way, this service is working really well for us. It, it looks like the, the stream is going really well. Um, I was supposed to be using my iPhone 11 Pro with an AirPod, um, and I thought that would be a good time. But as I was getting into the lobby for this very show, I could not get any audio. Like my mics just weren't working off the AirPods or whatever the case may be. So that's why I had to lean on the OnePlus 8 Pro. Um, so yeah, that's the reason why I have that in my uh, as as my camera right now. Yeah, though, and I think it's it's great that we have the ability of you know if one thing doesn't work, you can always try it. I, I think that's the that's the reason why I chose Streamyard because, like I said in the beginning, if for any reason the stream decides to go kaput for me and I have to switch over to mobile, the stream stays live because you're in it, and then I'm able to jump back into it exactly the same way, and it keeps going, and it's recorded, so it's a lot of go- good things going on. So uh, to answer uh, Shahriar, uh, no, it doesn't actually have the setting in there, but I'm assuming it's an ADB command because it's that's how we were oh. able to initiate it last time first before it was turned on. Um, but I don't. So I not be in developer options. It's not a setting in the developer options currently. Yeah. So it's, it, it, to force 120 uh, the way we had it with the 90. So. Uh, and if I didn't find it because I didn't, I didn't go through every single setting. I did a search for it, so I may need. I'm pretty sure it's an ADB command. It's not. It shouldn't be a situation where we don't have a way of doing it. But it's more uh, the ability of just getting it to stay at 120 because we did have it with the with the Pro. I remember that part. So I'm now I'm doing mm. the the manual scroll and looking forward. And so refresh rate, PPI, animation, USB debugging. I don't seem to see it there. And no. Uh, so hopefully in the future, hopefully in the near future, but uh, keep in mind, uh, forcing it at 120 doesn't necessarily give you 120 Hertz all the time, because you have to understand some apps need to actually run at their native supported, uh, resolution. So same way we're gaming on the device like this, not everything is going to run at 120. You benefit from the 120 where it's needed. So I, I feel like the automatic mode that OnePlus has in there does benefit us because, 
You want to have the smooth scrolling when you're using things like Twitter, Instagram, uh, your settings tab, your app drawer. Those are things that you normally want to do it. And of course, any games that support it. But running 120 hertz on the camera app that only supports 60, that, yeah. there's not much of a benefit there. And you're 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 not benefiting from the battery. You lose battery at that point. So keep also, in mind. You're gonna end up, yeah, exactly. You're going to get like two hours screen on time at that point. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, and I don't know why the battery is not lasting. I think uh, the best way to do it is I think if we have it, it's always good to have it as a toggle. I always love to have those little toggles and then turn it on in there. Um, but uh, currently we don't have that. But uh, I did actually speak and we were talking about the display. I did want to mention um, I saw something from and I'm not sure the, the person for which PR uh, branch of OnePlus. Um, Saf pointed out, uh, put out a tweet not that long ago, earlier today, talking about when are we going to have always on display? This is like. If there's been a list of things we've wanted oh, from yeah. OnePlus for years, right? Wireless charging. Um, obviously, we wanted we wanted to basically have uh, obviously always on display come back because it used to be on the devices early versions of OnePlus, and it is natively built into Android, as you probably noticed uh, with other devices that you purchased, like you know Samsung has it, um, Oppo has it. At, well, no, I take that back. Oppo. I'm not sure. I know Xiaomi has it, uh, but I'm not sure about the Oppo. If the Oppo devices do carry always on display, but. Um, there is a hint that the, the response was very, very, very clear soon. Okay. So that, that, that built up my hopes and I'm like, okay, I, I can, can see I, this. Can I just say though, that like, I, I loved the, I love the ambient display, like the way that they do it. I, mm -hmm. I get that you might always want always on display, but if your phone, especially if your phone is within reach, what, what what's wrong with just tapping the screen to get that info? Like, <laughs> I think it's more of the aesthetic look that the the always on displays offer. Um, what I mean yeah, by that is it it's so it's like a it's more of like getting getting different logos, different things showing up on it. Uh, this I is the. That, um, yeah. I think that's more of what it is. You're right. The information itself, we have so many ways of getting that info. Uh, but I feel like with the way OnePlus does it, I think it would always be great. So if they're implementing it and they do a good job of it, obviously giving us the customizations for that will be great also on top of just not only just having that and me throwing the phone. Uh, there's also customizations <laughs> as far as the horizon light. Now you can also change the color of the lighting on the effect on the edges when you have your phone down. So there's different ways That's to get notification. Cool, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It, so it's not a it's not an, uh, one, one or, or nothing. So let me go ahead and switch over here and see if there's any more questions. Uh, so yeah, um, mobile geezers letting us know that you know 5G in Miami is also spotty as well. Mm. Um, so Tim Raid has a question, and this one actually was also posted on Inst uh, sorry on uh, on Twitter, which I was going to answer from there. Oof. It's a, it's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big question. Um, so my thought on this one: How about we let's think about it for a little bit. <laughs> we can circle back because I feel like it's a big question to answer. I mean, the OnePlus 8 Pro versus the S20 Ultra is it, it's a hard comparison between us two different companies that approach tech differently. Yes. You know, one one is gives you everything in the in the kitchen sink. And that's how it's like. A, that's how I, at least I see how Samsung has been doing it for years. They give you so much and they give you a lot. Um, and they, they're trying to basically, you know, improve and do more things. And we saw the 120 hertz. That's something that's very new to them. But it's hard to compare them to a OnePlus 8, especially a device that just came out. It's not available with everybody. So there's not really even a general consensus of how people will will basically, you know, use it. Are they going to go buy it? Do they feel like the price is a big factor? So there's many different facets of comparison between two devices that are intended in 
to compete, but I don't know if they're intended to compete with each other. Uh, I don't know how you feel like about them, but if you want to, we can come back to this. I was, I was going to touch on that question because that was the one question that came to us from Twitter uh, and later on in the actual in the stream. So it's up to you. What do you feel like? Okay, so uh, I have had, I've had people actually call me out for constantly um, comparing the OnePlus 8 Pro to the S20 Ultra. And the way that I explain okay. it is that, I okay, first of all, the S20 Plus versus the OnePlus 8 Pro is obviously the more pertinent comparison. I agree with you there. But yeah. what we're doing usually as reviewers is we're looking at the best of a company versus the best of another company. And that's, uh, that's this is the comparison. Yeah. And a lot of people out there are going to be looking at the OnePlus 8 Pro as like, you know, so this is what OnePlus deems as their top device. So let's put it up against the S20 Ultra and see what the S20 Ultra actually gives you that justifies an almost $500 increase in price. And yeah. I, I honestly, like, I cannot, now that the OnePlus 8 Pro is around, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's not a whole lot that I can actually use to justify $1,400 on the Ultra anymore. Um, it is a way to, the, the, the comparison between these two phones is the way that you realize that if you are a Samsung fan, you should just go plus. The Ultra doesn't give you enough to justify that price uh, when you compare it to other phones right now. And the thing is, the, the 100 times space zoom, okay, fine. Take a picture of the moon once and then never again. Um, That's what I did. Yeah, one time. That, there's never ever a situation where like, honey, hold on. Can I take a picture of the moon for you? It, mm -hmm. um, Samsung Dex, you need to have, you know, the right cables or you need to still connect it to a laptop. You need so to, that, that's you know. a good point. And we'll talk about that. The, the next question after that, we'll follow to Dex. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So Dex does kind of try to elevate that price point, elevate to that price point a little bit. Uh, 120 1080p, OnePlus just proved that you don't need a high price point to get either of those specs. Um, exactly. And as far as performance is concerned, we have the same specs in a lot of other phones. Um, so I don't know. It's it's one of those things where in Samsung's case, what they're trying to sell to you is the entire package in one place. And like you said, it's everything in the And the ecosystem. It's, it's also an ecosystem. You got to say that I remember Samsung is not just about the smartphone, but there's an ecosystem, the smart things ecosystem that goes with it that also augments and works directly within Samsung devices. So you're, you're right. It, it's There is so much more baked into it. It's kind of... Mm -hmm. It's hard, you know, not to think of the entire image when you when you say you were, you're getting a flagship from Samsung, you are getting so many more things with it. So, uh, but the thing I, is, like, my I guess my main point when it comes to the Ultra is that um, Samsung wants to be the company that says we're the only phone, we have the only phone that has this, like this combination of of features and specs. Exactly, and yeah. that is true. They achieved that. But as we always say, like, no matter what, we might be spoiled as reviewers in that we get to try these phones out. We get to have both the A to the A Pro. We get to get the Ultra. Here's the thing. If you, you have to be very, you have to be honest with yourself that the mm -hmm. things you're going to pay 400 extra dollars for, you'll actually use. And if you end up buying the S20 Ultra and you eventually get to the point where you're like, why did I pay $1,400 for this phone? You only have yourself to blame. <laughs> like, it, it, I, it I hate to put it that way, but that is, yeah. that is how I have to say it because now we have choices that are under $1,000 and why wouldn't you look at that more? 
Oh, even even the decked out version. I mean, it literally. I mean, it touches the thousand, but it realistically, the decked out version of the OnePlus Eight Pro is at nine ninety nine. So it's still yeah. even at that. It's it doesn't even. It, it, I think um, Juan Carlos made a point on Twitter a few days ago that I really loved about it. Is <clears throat> people need to consider the fact that there's a big difference in where one device maxed out ends at one at nine ninety nine or a thousand bucks, where another device starts at nine ninety nine and goes up from there big difference in spectrum where you're looking at the you know the comparisons but uh that's partially why oneplus is such a great company to keep an eye on and, and why, why there's such a big fan that uh, fandom that basically builds around it um yeah. i did i did want to circle back real quick on the dex comment because um and i appreciate it thank you tim for the question and hopefully we kind of shed some light on that it's a hard question to ask there's it's definitely not a straight line that you can draw and say this is best what uh, but I, you know, I think there's many things also to keep in mind is that OnePlus is all about speed. It they've been about mm -hmm. speed since I won't say for the longest time. They they are basically now known every time they do something to the device, it's to increase the speed and performance of it. So just understand that's what you're getting with with OnePlus. And and Samsung has an ecosystem. There is that Dex question, which is why I want to be able to move into. Um, we had a question from uh, Fat Produce also talking about uh, the way this relates to Dex is the connectivity of our devices, the ability of using smartphones as webcams. So you know we can connect our PC our devices um, to PCs and or you can use Dex on PC or on a monitor. But something that we probably would be really, really more beneficial from, especially if our devices allow them, is actually using our smartphones as webcams or cameras to be able to do something like this. We have sensors that can do 4K 60 frames per second. Uh, other sensors are able to do you know, 8K at 24 frames per second. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to do something like that? Well, to use our cameras as, let's say, uh, like connecting them to run a PC function or even using them as a webcam. And I think that's a great option if we find more, more companies supporting it. Like we mm -hmm. already have some, uh, I, OnePlus doesn't support desktop mode, but there is the, I would say the pseudo desktop mode experience in the system. And that one is in developer options. You can force it. Uh, but I haven't seen a single uh, function yet. A long time ago, there used to be an app that did use your smartphone to use your, to allow you to use your smartphone as a webcam. But I think development for that kind of stopped a while back. I don't know if you've ever used those apps before. Isn't that the, isn't that the story of most Android apps? Like development eventually it, stops. It, <laughs> it is. Well, because, yeah, I, and I think it's if they, they deem it just not a, not, not a worthy venture to keep working on. Right. So, and you know what, I I'm speaking from my own pain because yeah. like one app that I actually used for a while, they, they, they actually stopped, um, they they literally succumbed to iOS as king in that sense, and it's moment oh. the moment camera. I was oh, that's like, Why? right. I was so yes. sad when that happened. So they, I yeah. think it, what Josh is referencing essentially, I think it's moment is uh, decided to basically focus more on the iOS ecosystem, um, yeah. and um, and I and I understand it from a development standpoint. It's a little bit. It's easier for them to focus on the project and to, to designate it to iOS, where the hardware variability is not as diverse and no, you know, basically um, varies so much from device to device. So there's that there's that big difference there. Um, mm -hmm. Although they still support the uh, they're still selling their lenses. They're still supporting, uh, you know, they do support pixel line of devices, cases, and so on. Um, but I, th I feel like, yeah, I think would have been nice to be able to maybe maybe they'll bring it back. I don't know, or, or maybe limit the support. Because I remember they were great on the Pixel. We uh, we did actually, speaking of which, I did want to mention, um, hey, let me see, actually, can I? No, actually, I can't switch for my second. I'm not using OBS. I learned something. Oh. I well, can't you share my second. You did, you did your... Um... Oh, uh, yeah, this is my... Uh, 
this is my um, Atom Mini. This is a uh, an HDMI controller. So I oh. interface with my. P so I'm using the GH5s to talk to you, and then yeah. I have my my uh, my Sony overhead to do you know overhead shots. Which, by the way, people in the chat hit the, put plus one in the chat for just how awesome TK is. Look at the setup. Like he 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 put a lot of thought into having an overhead rig and all of that. When I saw this last week, despite any YouTube live problems that you had, I was like, that's that's sick. Like like good on you for having that thought. It it's it's um. I, for, I do want to say first and foremost, thank you very much to Juan Carlos for helping helping me get the audio part of it taken care of because I was having a major problem with the audio. Uh, this the mic configuration, everything is literally I copied exactly his system when he helped me set it up. But uh, uh, I started doing live streams on Amazon about a m couple of months ago or so. So live nice. streaming became a big part of what I do. But I needed to make it so that my live stream setup was um, very much. Uh, thank you again, Fat Produce, for the question. Hopefully, we kind of talked about that a little bit. Oh, actually, um, you know, before before we uh, before we get too far away from that, Isa actually yeah. said she she admits ah. that she. I've thought about using smartphones as webcams, and I remember thinking it was absurd that it wasn't a thing. So, okay, you you are obviously from uh, you you have spent more time in the developer side of things. I yeah. wonder if allowing a computer to access a phone's webcam is a little bit too much, it's a little too open. Um, like it might open it up to too many vulnerabilities as far as like data and privacy and stuff like that. Like, is that a little bit too much or is that too much? It, Am I just being sort of conspiratory in that way? <laughs> from, from a security standpoint, Android doesn't automatically allow it. It's, it's very similar to the way you use it. Um, there are ways for us to... I'll explain to you what I mean. It's not impossible. And not that I can't do it right now with the device that I'm currently holding. So but here's a phone. Here's my OnePlus. And here's me talking to you on the OnePlus directly logged in as a webcam. It's oh, not impossible. Wow. It's doable. You have to have the right hardware. That's where the limitation. It's not something that it's easily, like, we, I can't just put it straight in and connect it and turn it on without an app. And they would need to yeah. be a host. So basically, for, for transmission purposes, it's totally doable. And uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead with the wide-angle lens so you can get a much wider look. So very, very nice, very easy to do. But you have to have the right hardware. And your device needs to support, uh, and this is where I like to switch to the second one, an OTG adapter. Yeah. Okay. I was just about to say, like, I'm, we're looking at HDMI out, aren't we? <laughs> you are, but that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's not that it's not impossible to do it easily without an app. Um, you just need the right, uh, the, the right accessory. So an HDMI uh, adapter. So most devices, I think with the exception of pixel line devices, you can't do it right now. So just get mm -hmm. an HDMI out, use that. And then as long as you have any, uh, some type of way of inputting that. So um, Camlink makes a very inexpensive um, HDMI into your device and it, it supports up to 4K if you'd like to be able to do it. And at that point, yeah, yeah exactly. Josh is holding the, I think we both have it. I'm not using mine, but uh, so, uh, oh, this is the, is this the Elgato or is it the Camlink one? Yeah, this is the, this is the Elgato. I, I usually yeah. gravitate to Elgato to be honest. Like they, they, they have a very good uh, ecosystem. Um, but yeah. yeah, the HD60S, this is what I'm using to make my Final Fantasy VII remake videos. And um, yeah, so you still need a capture card. So I get what you're saying. Like you need to have the right hardware, which is also translating to just like uh, one of our chat people just said, Elgato is not cheap though. That's right. If you want to use your phone as a webcam, you're going to be spending more money. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but but understand that there are different. So for me, the I think the Camlink one was like about ninety nine bucks. I want to say I got yeah. it for about ninety nine. The Camlink is a good. The Camlink is a good entry point for sure. So yeah. so think about it that way. The Camlink using an HDMI MHL adapter for maybe about thirty bucks or so, and your phone you already have, you got it. I think I have it, mine over here. Actually, it, it's it's not an impossible setup. Uh, I, I do appreciate though that if let's say you did want to use it over you say USB, so there's there's a little bit of a couple of things you have to keep in mind. There is that not every device supports let's say the fastest Oops, USB sorry. connectivity. No, no problem. Um, and there's always to be that compatibility. Not every device allows you to have mirroring, so it, it it's going to depend. Uh, but if um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Fat Produce has a OnePlus, so there this shouldn't be hard to replicate. Yeah, and it's super small, no power needed plug in straight yeah. to a USB 3.0 port and the HDMI comes out straight from the uh, adapter here. No power needed. If you need to power it, I mean, this adapter offers it, but most, you know, most of them will, you can even connect the USB mouse, whatever. I, I use this for my decks setup. My anytime in the live stream, if I need to uh, show decks, uh, EMUI desktop, or, you know, even using the webcam to try to show things in the studio, that's my way of doing it. Uh, yeah. So uh, on, the, it's we're on the topic of, uh, we're on the topic of cameras, actually. And if we were going to use the OnePlus A Pro as a webcam, like that'd be awesome and whatnot. But you know, just to just to harken back to a few people who are talking about it in the chat. Yeah, yes, the cameras on the A the cameras on the A Pro are pretty dope. They are. Uh, let me just say though that you know you've been watching me use the front-facing camera of the OnePlus A Pro so far, and it's probably pretty decent, but that's the way I have to put it, because like I don't know where this hole comes from, but 4K on a front camera just has to start being more normal. It just does. Yeah. And yes. I, I don't know why it can't be on here. Like I just can't, I just don't understand it. I think for most companies, and it's this isn't this isn't unique to to what we're seeing here with OnePlus, but I think it's it, quite a few companies have not adopted the or at least allowed it to go to 4K or even 4K 60. So I think uh, Samsung's one of the few. I think LG is one of the other few that have it that have decided to give us that option. We know that the processor can handle it. It's not a processing issue. It's more, yeah. I'm not sure if it's something to do, like 1080p 30 should not be a standard in the front. We shouldn't have that. Realistically, uh, you know, and, and because what it does essentially, it's forcing people to use the back sensors to get the higher refresh rate, to get the better image processing that we get from there. So at the end of the day, um, and, you know, at least give us a wider field of view for the front facing. You definitely benefit from there. And if you want to include yeah, exactly. another mode, yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say. <laughs> so, Josh, Josh was mentioning to me at the beginning. Uh, you probably noticed that the frame between my 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 video frame and his frame are very different. But that's because of where he is. And I are you using the moment lens, or I think you took it off, right? No, not right now. I took it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I I, yeah, I took it off. I just went ahead and like like just rolled back <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah. To, to make it look like you fit into the into the thing so yeah uh, there are different things but it, yeah uh so uh, i think somebody was saying here that the nokia 9 supports 4k 30 as well so it, it's that's one of the other devices you want to keep in mind and yes matt uh, i think matt tyler was also pointing out is the iphone 11 has 4k on the front i think it's 4k 60 on every lens that's what the iphone 11 uh, mm -hmm. uh supports so uh, yes I mean, iPhone... come on, you got you got to have your finger on the pulse right because what is the <laughs> exactly. number one app that everyone's using right now it's TikTok. so like exactly. prioritize the front camera for god's sake like that's uh... we we need to have that 
yeah, uh, we want to be able to push the technology, get better camera, and at least give us a wider view, field of view. And I think the best way to do it if you don't want to have two sensors is go with the wider view and then crop in with a second option is like a second win, uh, button on the uh, on the camera. At least mm -hmm. it's kind of like what Samsung does, right? Samsung has one sensor in the front, but they give you two options. It's really the standard view with crop or without crop. That's really what it is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Samsung can... Oh, so okay. So here we have a question here from Max. Oh, Max Weinbach is in the room. Hey, man, welcome to the, welcome to the chat, Max. So if you guys are not <laughs> familiar, uh, Max Weinbach, a buddy of mine from XDA, uh, leaker extraordinaire. That's what I like to call him. You said um, it. Samsung, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Samsung can do, uh, can do it on the uh, with a 10 megapixel sensor on the S10 uh, and the S10s and the S20s. So yeah. 4K right in the there. front. I mean, so come on now. Can... Like, I, I did a, I did an IG story using the LG V60. I used 4K 60 on the front. It was, I think it was mm -hmm. 4K 60. Wow. Yeah. Like, I got, I, it was, it was, a, it was a nothing IG story. I just, I went to. This was one of the only days that I went out. Um, yeah. I went to a bakery to to support a local bakery, um, and I went there. I bought some bread. I walked out, and I just recorded myself holding up the bread. Now, bunch of people, bunch of people in my in my IG chat was just like, "Whoa, that was the best looking IG story I've ever seen." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, exactly. there you go. yeah." <laughs> it, it, people care about the front facing camera as almost as much as they care about the back facing camera nowadays. And I think that that's hopefully that, you know, companies will start seeing that and appreciating the fact that, you know, uh, not making a phone that's designed specifically for selfies and not worrying about the back cameras and then doing one or the other, that they can improve both. Uh, it's just mm -hmm. a matter of finding the right sensors that fit the criteria that they need for the space that they have. But as, as Max was saying, you know, if we have it with the S tens and the S twenties, there's no reason why we can't have it with most other devices. Uh, but that's been some, like literally the number one thing I do when I check like specifications and capabilities, what's the maximum on the back? What are the options that you have? And of course, what's what are they giving us in the front? And I think the maximum, if I'm not mistaken, it's 1080-30 on the front-facing yeah. camera. And I don't think we have a... Oh. wonder if... TK got a little bit of a freeze there. We went for a solid 55 minutes. Uh, a way no, of changing that. Oh, there we go. Right, we're back. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Up for a bit. yeah. Actually, both of us did. Oh, really? Yeah, I could hear you, and I, I don't think you could, maybe I wasn't talking, but but that's one of the reasons why I like StreamYard over uh, YouTube. YouTube would have just totally bonked all over the place. Here, it just buffers <laughs> and comes back on. <laughs> I'm not trying to knock it. I, I and I realize this at the end of the day. This is going to YouTube. This is going to be on Periscope. By the way, if you guys are, have not noticed, uh, I posted it both on Periscope and on YouTube. So we're going to see people coming in from both sides. But uh, it, it was. By the way, yeah. Uh, just uh, TK. TK is a is a proper is a proper uh, YouTuber now because you 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 haven't been. You're not a real YouTuber unless you make a video bashing YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it, I. I with there's a lot of changes there's a lot of things that i feel like i think some people believe are benef benefiting us as a creator but i feel like th uh, they really would benefit having a creator on their side when they're making these features to beta test mm -hmm. these things to let them know how does it impact the person that truly uses it as opposed to develop first release for beta and then answer the questions and fix later that that Indeed. i feel like this the development cycle should have been bring in creators in that before you release but yeah. um but again one of the so to say this to isa and to you it's every minute i'm on the stream i'm more convinced to subscribe to basically yeah 
I'm going to, StreamYard's going to be uh, my new subscription. That's yeah, pretty much I that. mean, I'm, I'm into it as well. Um, all right, cool. So um, let's see, is there anything else in the chat that we're talking about? I'm actually very surprised that in the chat, um, it, I mean, we obviously we're talking about OnePlus 8, OnePlus 8 Pro, um, because in previous streams that I've done over the last couple of days, even if the topic has nothing to do with, with it, people mm -hmm. kind of take over the live chat because what is on everyone's mind right now is a cheap iPhone. Like that's, that's been what no, is no, on it, a lot of people's minds. The, the guys in, so I, I have to say this and I, I've, I've, I've never been able to appreciate it as much as I, I try to appreciate it on, on camera, but I want to say first and foremost, thank you to everybody that's in the live chat chatting yeah. with us, asking us questions. Of course, thank you as well, Josh. Uh, but it, w the channel has been blessed with a great community of people that are truly passionate about tech. And it's not about the specific tech. It's just how to, how tech can help us improve things and move forward in the in the technical field. Um, and we are, and I'd love to be able to also chat a little bit more about the, the iPhone 8. I'm sure everybody is talking about the fact that iPhone just dropped a $400 phone, uh, you know, without any official announcement. I mean, there was rumors, but we can talk about that at the same time, talk about an LG device, a Samsung, a OnePlus mm -hmm. without having, a, you know, concerns. It's an open tech conversation and that's the beauty of it. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just, I give props to your, your live chat right now because they're, they're staying on point. Like that's, that's, that, this is something I don't see often. <laughs> Dude, we got Max in the chat. So we, we have a whole slew of people that just want to go in there and just, you know, talk to Max and heck, hang out with them. Uh, <laughs> and, and just to kind of also support, I first comment I got from um, Periscope, it's oh, working. Nice. Periscope comments come in. Good morning, man. How you doing? But uh, so let's talk a little bit more. We are going to talk uh, about the iPhone, but I want to kind of you yeah, know, we'll sum up things. We we kind of touched about the display. We talked about the, obviously, the, the 5G capabilities, obviously, there. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had the device for about three weeks. I'm kind of finishing up my story as far as how I want to be able to review the 8 and the 8 Pro. And I feel like I'm, I'm almost there. Uh, we just received, uh, I think, about a week or so ago, we, we received the update that turned on some additional features. Um, I don't think we're going to get always on display before most, I mean, I think a lot of people started reviewing them already, but I feel like my review needs a little bit more time. Um, if you had to kind of summarize it, you know, without obviously giving too much on it, but I mean, if what's your impression of the eight pro and the eight after roughly about three weeks of usage, not making it into a review, but like kind of like a hot take of if, if, if somebody comes up to you, would you recommend and what would be the things you sell them on? And you, you, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned hot take. And right now my hot take is um, all the people out there who might be kvetching or just like, just being very, all the people who are really bummed out that OnePlus is no longer OnePlus. I see that so much. It's just like, because I remember when the, when the live stream was happening um, of the keynote and the moment the price showed up on that huge PowerPoint screen, yeah. it was just F, F in the chat, F in the chat, rip, 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 all of that. And I remember getting like mildly annoyed at that because like, first of all, let me just say, I am just like many of you out there. I was there for the first one plus one. I was there mm -hmm. for it. A yep. three, a 200, $300 device with 249, I think. Yep. 249. There you go. Um, a very cheap device that still brought some really great specs. They even put a lot of thought into it. I remember back then they even like got CyanogenMod to, to get on board and all that. Like, that was the number, was, that was the selling point for me, by the way. On the OnePlus, like when I first heard about them, like that's a startup. What are they doing? The mm -hmm. moment they got CyanogenMod on there, I was like, I'm in, sign me up. What do you, where do I pay? 
Where do I pick? Exactly. So yeah, first science a lot of people a lot of people are not giving OnePlus enough credit. Uh, I think because as we have been talking about in this entire show, OnePlus has been managing to provide an experience that on the one hand may not be as cheap as you remember them creating them to be, but they're mm-hmm. still undercutting everybody else in one way or another. And that is just as valuable. So I'm not here to sing the praises of OnePlus overall and whatnot, but I, what, I, what I will say is I have seen the, the, the evolution over time. And while I agree with you that a $400 phone with this type of specification would have been amazing, no one's going to argue that that would, have, would not have been amazing. Let's just go back real quick to the conversation of this versus the S20 Ultra. The mm-hmm. OnePlus One just proved to us once again that you can actually get really dope specs and an awesome overall experience, and you don't have to like take out a mortgage for it. You exactly. know? And there were some people in the chat that were saying like, yeah, but we have financing um, and all that stuff. And of course, yes, that's the point. Like, yeah, you can do financing on a phone, um, the, but there is, there's some no discussions what, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no matter what, um, it's still going to end up being a certain amount of, uh, of money out of your pocket, no matter what, like I get that it might be easier over time to pay off and whatnot, but still, you know, looking at just the MSRP of things is kind of what we do as reviewers. And right now it's, it's this phone up against phones that might be at least two to four hundred dollars more, and it's like I'm having a great time with the with the eight pro. And I, isn't that here. ultimately yeah. what the point is supposed to be? Is to have a good time with it. It is, it, and feel good about the actual <clears throat> device. Use it and not feel like you're, you know, you're going to lose out if you go with something like this. So there, you get two different options with OnePlus. And for me right now, the eight pro is a win. If you're if you're even considering getting an upgrade from something that came out in 2020 or 2019. I feel like the 8 Pro kind of answers all of those. And 899, by the way, you don't have to go to the 999 model. There is an 899 model. That's what it starts. And the color options that you get there are very, very nice. Um, I personally think it's a great option for for what you're getting there. The speed, the performance, uh, the capabilities of what OnePlus is offering you, the charging speed, all of those things just culminate in a really good package. Uh, yeah. And I think they've done a lot of good work on their cameras and their performance in the system that maybe some people have had concerns with them in the years. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you're considering this or an S20, you're probably already made the decision before you got into that question. If you're yeah. truly upgrading, either you're already a Samsung user, you're comfortable in the way their UI have uh, been doing. Um, I did want to mention that I think Fat Produce did put a really good comment in there saying OnePlus has a great skinned well a great version of android on their device oxygen os ever since its inception has improved so much over the years the the way Absolutely. the ui works uh the level of customizations that you get in there it just gets better as time goes on and it doesn't matter if you have to upgrade the phone so it just it's gets the, better it's, every the, time. it's the little things about oxygen os now honestly yeah. you know and um maybe this is not something that most people will um will react to the way that i do but you know, mm-hmm. for somebody that really prioritizes easy handling on the phone, this is the OnePlus Eight, by the way. Um, this is the smaller version of the phone, which you know, one-handed usage is perfect. And yes, there's a running joke every time I'm on a show with Thunder E. He's like, "Get bigger hands." I'm like, "Fine, I get it. I have small hands." <laughs> um, like, fine, I get that. But okay. um, yeah, one yeah. of one of the very simple details that um, Oxygen OS does is when you have a folder, and I usually have folders in my dock. That's how I do my home screens. Um, yep. You open up a folder and everything is on the bottom half of the screen. 
like I don't know if they meant it to be that way, but it looks good and it makes everything reachable. That's one of those tiny things that just makes it that much cooler. <laughs> no, definitely. It, it's it's a, they've done so much level and it is clean, it's fast, and it's not very bogged. I mean, there's you get the customizations without necessarily having it to slow down the system, so you don't have to worry about cutting down an animation or anything like that. So appreciate it there. I do want to throw out real quick shout out to Matt Tyler for watching the entire show on his Pixel 4 XL. Oh, I, a device that I love. Um, I just did a live stream on that on the on the Amazon live stream uh, over, but a couple of days ago, just talking about the Pixel Four XL and how uh, how how good of a device it still is, even in the early 2020. Obviously, since it's technically coming into the second year of its release, but I think you know the Pixel Four XL, a great phone, uh, and it has its own unique features that I think people will gravitate towards. So that's the benefit yeah. there. It's a very comfortable um, phone to watch live streams like this with because there's this entire section up here that you can put your finger on and you're not touching any screen. It's a huge bezel. Like you could just go like this. <laughs> no, no, exactly. It's it's a great phone. I love it. And, and I love the the fact that they're up, they're pushing out more updates as time goes on with security patches. So it's yeah. not just a limited thing. They're they're kind of if in a way doing what OnePlus does all the time, so putting new features in with updates. Even the hardware, though, it's the same thing that you had when you first purchased the device. So really, really good. Um, but from my point of view, I think the OnePlus 8, 8 Pro are great. Um, mm -hmm. I'm happy the fact that they're in retail stores and people are able to check them out. The same way I'm happy that LG's in the stores now that people can actually check them out. When things start to open up again, I think not all retail stores are closed. Some of them are still open, but if you're able mm -hmm. to check them out, um, Josh's comment at the beginning makes absolutely good, perfect sense. If you go into a phone store and you see this sitting on the shelf or somewhere and you're looking at it and you see that every angle you look at this thing, it's a different color. You're that that's going to be a selling point. Uh, and I think it's a great, it's a great marketing scheme to keep this on the eight and not on the pro because that would have sold almost right away on all the pros for sure. Yeah. Indeed. Um, let me see. As, as far as um, there is one thing that people will probably be thinking about between these two phones, and it's the comparison of do you want the 8 or the 8 Pro? That's yeah. a harder question to answer because there are things that are literally missing from the regular 8s that you might mm -hmm. actually wish you had. Like, for example, the wireless charging, the fast wireless charging. Um, and Or even uh, the reverse. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, no wireless at all. Oh, yeah. And even the reverse. Yeah. Uh, to which I remember asking OnePlus uh, during our meeting with them. I was like, so you have reverse wireless charging on here. Are you going to have mm -hmm. any accessories that take advantage of it? And they were just like, ah, I know. <laughs> and they, that, they played the fish. My mind. Yeah, yeah. And then and they're like, uh, but they did release a new pair of ear headphones. I think the uh, the Willis, the, the OnePlus Wireless Bullets Z. Z, yes. Um, and by Z. the way, the Bullets Wireless are, they're not underrated. I, I, I Underrated was the first word I wanted to say. They're actually very well beloved, but I feel mm -hmm. like they don't get as much play as they should because they're they're super reliable earbuds that actually have some pretty damn good sound. And um, those were the first earbuds that I used, even if they're not truly wireless. They're the first earbuds that I used that actually had all day battery life. And mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, well, and, and like, really fast go. charging too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The fast charging was like a big deal for those. I, and I love those. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll get some sort of like something to take advantage of. Like I, I, I was poking and prodding the whole time. I was like, "Is it a watch? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be others? Are you going to get two OnePlus Eight Pros and charge them together?" <laughs> <laughs> you just and, 
see now 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 i want to meet somebody that has a oneplus a pro <laughs> i want to i want to do that <laughs> the wonder twins activate and then suddenly you have a the, the mclaren edition uh, oneplus that the concept that we saw at, uh, at ces that would be a fun commercial to make True. Oh God, yeah. yeah no 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 it, it it is it's a very um i really wish that device actually does come to life i i really want to see that phone in production it was, yeah, it, sure. it's, as, it's as I've never, I don't really don't use the word sexy about a phone, but that was a sexy phone. That was just mm -hmm. the design, the, the, the color shifting, the whole thing. Absolutely fantastic there. Um, yeah. Max does have a way, question regarding, use, yeah. use, use the word sexy. Like you can use the word sexy for sure. Um, yeah. just speaking as, speaking as Jaime's coworker, the man uses the word delicious sometimes. So, you oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexy. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> depends on how many beers, uh, the conversation can change very, very, very quickly. Um, so Max had a question, but I'm not sure hundred percent how to answer it. So what is the difference between the wireless Z and the wireless two? Because technically the wireless two is still available on site and the wireless two is still selling for about a hundred bucks where the wireless Z is selling for about 50 once it becomes available hmm. at the end of the month. Um, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure yet, Max, I haven't seen that much specifics right. as far as to it. Uh, it's available in the pre-order as an option to add but you can't even do anything else with it so we'll know a little bit more within the next week or so when people start receiving their pre-orders and we'll see more definitely i will be picking up a pair of the wireless z's uh mostly because i want to see the benefit yeah uh, i have a i think a couple of uh, the wireless two and the original ones um and i actually even use their wired ones for a lot of my conference calls especially when i don't have to worry about you know for microphone insert well oneplus makes great uh, really well-priced uh, accessories. And I feel like 50 bucks for mm -hmm. wireless headphones, uh, it's great. Even though they're not truly wireless, uh, they do charge very fast and you're able to get back and going really, really good. And I love the magnetic pause and replay option as well. So yeah, really yeah, good. Uh, really nice. ho hopefully we'll know more about that one, Max, very, very soon. Uh, but before we go too long, I do want to start talking a little bit more about obviously the other hotness this week, which was uh, <laughs> obviously... Um, I think both of us kind of picked up the product red. I think we talked about it uh, offline a couple of times before it, before the actual announcement. Uh, but essentially is that one, sorry. So uh, Apple dropped a phone on the market for $399 that sh maybe it, uh, it's hard for me to explain, but it, the, the way to explain it essentially is it's a budget friendly device. Obviously there's some compromises. This is not going to be, you know, a one-to-one -one comparison to a flagship, let's say the 11 or the 11 Pro or the 11 Pro Max. But for the price point, the camera setup that they have there, they're probably 4K wireless charging, IP67, uh, you know, water industrial rate, uh, you know, the resistance there for $399. Like it's it's a big game changer. And, and I watched Dave Lee's video and I, I couldn't agree more with him on, on this, um, that they're changing the market. They just literally did something they did something by releasing that phone to change the market on its head because now the people other companies are going to have to compete in this market where prior to this i think all we had was the pixel 3a what, i mean yes. what do you I, I i agree with that that um apple, okay so it's really funny because when i when apple announced the iphone se 2020 uh which by the way i'm very happy they did not go with iphone 9 as the name that would have been really weird but uh the iphone se 2020 um a lot of people are going to be saying as they do with a lot of apple devices that apple changed the game again well not blah 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 meanwhile mm -hmm. everyone else who follows tech and are true enthusiasts will know that this is nothing new that on yeah. the one hand we, we've had an se before 
But having a phone at $400 that provides some high-end features has been a thing for years. And it's something that happens all the time in Asia. It happens all the time in Europe. And uh, here in the U.S., And here in the U.S., our one main example of that has been the Pixel 3a. Now, here's the thing. And I think someone just said it there. Um, uh, Matt Tyler just said, this is the thing that throws the wrench in the system. Apple is, they are changing it up a little bit. I said, Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, this is the new hotness. Um, Apple is the one changing it up in that they're making that $400 price point with the processor being as high as it is. That's been yeah. the difference because in the Android space, if you're going to buy a phone at four or $500, it's going to be a Snapdragon 7 or 600 series mid-range. And it's, um, it's something that honestly now Apple's going to point at their phone and go, well, why can't you do this? And yep. to be honest, it hurts a little because even phones that are cheaper right now, right now, now, like the Moto, um, the Moto G's, they still opt for Snapdragon 665. Like to have yes. to have smartphones that are below $500, below even $600 that don't mm-hmm. already use the Snapdragon 765 is mm-hmm. already shooting yourself in the foot automatically. It, yeah, exactly. It, That's my problem that- with it. But it, but I think it's the way Matt was also kind of saying it is it's it feels like till, till and I hate to say this but almost like for the way the point that I got from um, uh, from from Dave's video was it's a it's like uh, it's a way to get somebody into the iOS it's actually a very smart move on Apple's side it's totally. it took away it took away that little uh, barrier where in so outside of the US if you've ever traveled outside you notice that iPhones are not always the number one phone. It's not the same way we have it here. Uh, what you end up having is a lot of people will opt to go for Samsung, other devices, Xiaomi devices. I mean, there's a big market for many, many other companies that put out phones, like Josh is saying, is that are much more priced at a much lower price. The, the example would be it's this device that runs the, 760, the 865 chipset with 144 hertz is sub $600. It's mm. going to retail for sub 600. So we're talking, there are devices outside of the US that exist that compete. But because Apple put it in with the A13, I think what happens is now other companies are going to have to try to find ways to do so, which at the end, if nothing else, benefits us. As the consumer, giving us choices in that mid-tier, because we're starting to see so many more flagships go into the so over $1,000, that mid-tier section needs more competition with better processing power. And I feel like Apple at least made it made the indicator there. I think Google's doing a great job with the 765 chipset, which at least some of the re- leaks that we've seen right now with the 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 4A and the 4A 5G, I think. Mm. Uh, but I, I would love to see more devices to just give us that opportunity to have better choices. That's literally all I'm asking. I want to have more choices. I agreed, and um, as as Matt Tyler just uh, just mentions that uh, an in-house built chipset is probably cheaper to put in a cheaper phone than it is for anything else. Which I, I actually I, I kind of speculated that as well because obviously we're dealing with the likes of MediaTek and Qualcomm right now who put in all of the effort and money to actually create mid-tier processors. And of course, mm-hmm. they refresh those year after year, and that's a really large cost. I speculated at one point that Apple, for Apple, it's probably more cost efficient to just continue making the chip they've been making this entire time, rather than retool from the ground up in order to make like an A13, or I'm sorry, a Bionic A, 
something that's you know, like yeah. 813 mini or whatever. <laughs> like, I was going to say 813A or something like that. Exactly. Um, so it kind of makes sense to me. So it really the the, the cost benefits there are going to be in terms of mainly the hardware. And like you were saying earlier, uh, and like we all know, is that the uh, there's one camera. Uh, it's going to be a much lower resolution and much smaller display overall. They're going to yeah. be reusing. They're probably reusing a whole lot of metal that they haven't been using in the last two generations of the iPhone. <laughs> it, it looks. It literally looks like the seven, the eight, and mm -hmm. I think somebody said that it looks like the six. I don't have a six. I don't have access to a six to say, but I know. Yeah. It looks looks pretty much like a it's essentially the same chassis uh but which again to 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 uh to fat produce and matt tyler's comments there you know yeah using your own silica does make sense i feel like also using last year's silicon could also make perfect sense last year's flagship processor is a lot cheaper if it's still being made to put it into if a it's device still that being made in. that's the point though there's, there's, a, there's a big so that's that's the thing uh but i think so LG used to use this uh, methodology where they would release the G series with last year's processor, and then the V series would have this year's current version of the processor. But then they mm -hmm. they moved, and now everything runs the same. But I think the the opportunity of having something that runs the 855 in 2020 right now is extremely possible, and, and something that you could definitely appreciate. The Pixel 4 XL has an 855 in it; it runs perfectly fine. There's no question about it. Obviously, the X65 does have improvements. We do see there. Obviously, if you want 5G, that's where it kind of becomes a little bit. Very few devices with 855 have that, but I feel like at least what we'll see once people start getting the device and see basically is how does the experience compare. Okay. Yeah. What I, what are what are you can, going to compare? Okay. Yeah. No, uh, I was actually uh, going to ask, like, uh, not not to shift too far uh, in a different direction, but um, as far as you mentioned at the beginning of this, that we we both got the red editions, and now yes. um, Apple did a good job of making it clear that I mean they've always used the product red edition to um, uh, the proceeds of that usually go to some sort of charity, and in this case, that one is going to go towards COVID research and and, and relief. Um, exactly. But as far as just the general device look and feel of the SE 2020, are you, how, where do you land on the somewhat nostalgic throwback of the design of the front? So for me, I was a big fan of the original one, the, the form mm -hmm. factor, the, 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 I would say the ease of use of it. It's Eric, it's not as small, obviously, as the, uh, um, the Nokia, the little tiny Nokia. I think Isa loves that <laughs> one, the tiny Nokia phone. I played with that for a little bit. That was like my pocket phone. Uh, but by comparison now, if you really think about it, it's bigger than the original SE. I think the original SE was very nice. It it kind of looked like a small version of the, of, I think, or was it the actual same size as the 4? But it was essentially it's supposed to be more of a budget-friendly version of an iPhone. And I think, yeah. um, I know Carlos loves his and, of course, recommends it uh, to death. Uh, I think it's a great device. It's building on a nostalgic factor that people wanted a smaller option, right? Mm -hmm. we, we went on this... We, and we're still going, obviously, uh, more bigger screens, smaller bezels. That's the main trend there. But there's always going to be that person that wants a smaller phone that you know fits mm -hmm. in their hand. And I think they went away from that within ever since the iPhone 10. The 10 was the first one they started to go without you know you know having to touch everything, no fingerprint sensor or anything. And then when we went to the 11, there was no more 7 and 7 Pro. That form factor dropped. Yeah. I think this is where it comes in. And of course, unless you go with the 11, but I, I like it. I like the fact that they're trying to bring in something new. Um, 
I'm I'm trying is to remember. It new, how though? Is, it, is it ultimately new though? Because like we were saying, this is a throwback design that is actually bringing back certain things like Touch ID, uh, the home yeah. button stuff like that. Like but, so, but the question uh, would be: We need what, to see which version of the Touch ID. See, that, that's the thing. On paper, everything looks beautiful. So we got to see yeah. how it actually performs. So that's really where the compromises are. Did they use the latest version of the Touch ID that they had on the on the eight plus before mm -hmm. you know before they went away from it, or are they going to go back to the seven and the six version of the Touch ID, which they had some problems? So those are the concerns. The new factor or the new function part of it that I feel like is there is that they actually now have it as a line. Before it was a one off. Now it's a line. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we had the SD, this is the SD2. So the conventional thinking for me is that now we have an option, hopefully, that will continue in 2021 and, and later on. That's partially what I'm referring to new. Not new as in the five, like I said, you can, from picture-wise, you could put in an iPhone 8 or 7 and you wouldn't <laughs> yeah, know any it's difference. Yeah, it's going to look very similar, yeah. And I'll admit that I'm actually kind of excited because, you know, as many people already know, I, I used yep. to work at Android Authority. And for years, we looked at, like, I've, every iPhone that came out, we literally got not necessarily to use as a daily device. We ultimately would buy iPhones just to drop them. Like <laughs> that was just what it was. Um, and here's Issa's so comment. Just yeah. Tiny no, no, just, I, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I see it in all a lot of her posts. And like she, she loves that phone, but I love yeah. it too. It's a great form factor. But uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Then. no worries. Um, so. I'm actually kind of excited to try out this SC because it is an updated version of the same type of phone that I only really broke back in the day. And because okay. <laughs> uh, we would always drop all of them. It started with iPhone 4 or 5 and then it continued on from there. And yeah, you know, this particular form factor is not something that I actually used as a main device. And I want mm -hmm. to feel that, you know, being from the Android side, especially working at an Android publication, I was always thinking to myself, like, you know, what is that like? And um, you know, to enjoy this form factor that people still look so nostalgically back on. And I think that's a funny way of, um, of, of companies sort of like skirting 2020 is that they try to have a little bit of a nostalgia factor with every phone that they put out. And right now the SE is like the best example of that because now we're going back to certain features that at one point Apple did say that they were like, no, we're moving on. <laughs> but now it's back. Isa just pointed out a an amazing feature of the iPhone SE that I, I that it has been on my mind for the last couple of days, mostly because we can't use Face ID. <laughs> it's yeah. been about a month, and I think a lot of people that normally use Face ID have recognized that if you go outside of the house, you can't use it, and you have to have Touch ID. And I think I think it's a great way. I'm hoping this may end up being a hint for for Apple. Maybe I don't know if it's even. In, there's probably no way for it to make it into the next version of the iPhone, the 12, or the leaks that we're seeing, being in the develop how development cycles kind of go. Uh, but yeah, you're right. We need something that is a little bit more tangible and something that mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily put us in one camp over the other. So that I, I appreciate that comment. And I think one of her other comments before was uh, she wants more colors. So I, I have a feeling she wanted a pink one and uh, <laughs> more colors to match the, you know, the different styles that people have outside. So it's more of the, uh, and, I, and hopefully we will see. I mean, I think if the, if there's a good demand for it, there's no reason why Apple wouldn't be able to release more colors. They've, they've done it in the past. And you think this is this is going to sell, right? Like, there's probably no question that people are going to be scooping this up, and like, because Apple did a good job of sort of subverting subverting expectations because their phones were coming out from the from the eight 
we went right into the 10, the 10S and out to the 11. They were all premium devices. You never really had it. Like the 10R, I get it that the 10R was a thing, but it's still, I don't know, like not, it wasn't really everyone's favorite phone. Like people still thought back to the SE, the original SE with like all this wistfulness. And now and they bring back the SE again. Exactly. And they wanted to actually get a successor to it. That was the other thing. A lot of people didn't, they felt like that that specific form factor was ignored for some time. But like I said, mm -hmm. the fact that we have a version two tells us it's aligned. So the goal hopefully is that they just, they continue with that. Um, but, uh, you know, what I would probably say, if, if we're looking at some of the main text things to kind of start circling back and kind of summarizing some of the things, we had two major announcements going on. Uh, now, coincidentally, it was also the announcement of, uh, but not a lot of people kind of covered it, uh, the announcement, the official announcement of the Red Magic 5G uh, in a European model of this, not the Chinese model, because I think that one's already out. So that was, uh, if you're if you're in the European market and you're looking to getting, a, obviously, 144 hertz display, check out the channel. There's a few videos there. I did a gaming video on that one earlier in the week, uh, just showcasing some of the 144 hertz supporting games. And I'm trying to build a library of games that are supporting the 120 on the uh, OnePlus, uh, OnePlus 8 Pro, because that's also a lot of the cool things. It, it actually has a lot of good hardware to be a great gaming device, stereo speakers, great vibration motor, all of the things that we love about OnePlus. So um, yeah, uh, sorry, uh, Isis, <laughs> she, she correct. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I realize it's an aesthetical thing. I think it matches the look, but I think it's, uh, we do need more colors. Obviously, that always works for anybody that wants to get it. And personally, uh, with OnePlus devices, I love the fact that they're doing great gradient colors. Like the matte finish on this one is really nice. Super, super, um, like no fingerprints will show up on this almost uh, at all. Uh, one downside to the uh, to the <laughs> to the uh, interstellar glow, uh, to quote Marquez, uh, it will be collecting more fingerprints than a CSI agent in a year in, in literally <laughs> less than two seconds. <laughs> I, I heard that one and I was, I just I cracked up. I mean, that was a, that was a good joke. I like it. I, doing, I, I, doing I this all the time with that phone. I'll, like, I'll, yeah, that's why that's why I have the sandstone on, baby. There's a reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have the seat on this. this. Oh man, yes, no, definitely. Uh, I think uh, Jerry uh, Zach from Jerry Rig Everything uh, worked with D Brand on some uh, uh, basically you know in, uh, internals. I forget. No, I think what's it called? The uh, unboxed. There's a series with uh, with Jerry with Jerry rig everything uh, directly with uh, D brand. I think that provides skins for your smartphones. Oh, so tear down. Check them out. Tear down. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but so with that and with everybody, I want to say, of course, thank you to everybody for joining the the chat. I don't want to take too much of your time. I think we're getting closer to an hour and a half. No, um, we're good. This the, is fun. The the main benefit, of course, what we had this week is we saw tech that speaks to everybody. You had the super premium uh, basically being proof that you can get 120 hertz with QHD for under a thousand at 899, starting at 899 in a great form factor, great hardware, great specifications. Um, and from a company that's known for speed. And what I mean by that is they're known for providing you the best experience time after time with every update. And with the fact that they gave us the ability of actually, as Josh kind of mentioned earlier, that we finally have both the eight pro and the eight in the same mm -hmm. market at the same time so that you have the option to be able to select what you feel like fits your budget and fits your needs the best. And, um, you know, carriers provided, I think somebody was asking before also is, does the eight pro work on Verizon? Um, I probably would imagine that it would work, but not on 4G yeah, and not on 5G. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's not going to support uh, the, the uh, 
all the eight pros you can buy unlocked on Amazon and on OnePlus.com do support both the sub six and the millimeter wave. Oh, okay. So that I missed that one on that one. So, so I guess the answer is yes. If you want it, then mm -hmm. the pro would be the best way to go. And unlocked pro would work on everything where the, mm -hmm. the eight only needs to be Verizon specific. I think Verizon is currently only showing the eight or only supporting it. T-Mobile is supporting the eight pro. Um, and of course you can get them. And I think also that was the other big surprise by the end of the month. Uh, OnePlus is officially going to be selling on Amazon. So yeah. you'd be able to actually buy it directly from OnePlus on on Amazon and get their prime shipping and so on. So if you like to use Amazon, you prefer using Amazon as opposed to going directly to OnePlus, they're going to support it. Uh, you know, And of course, there's links to most of the things that we're talking to you guys about them to OnePlus, uh, to Josh's information, all of that stuff in the description below. Uh, but Josh, let me know what's going on with you. What are you working on right now that people can look forward to seeing from you? Uh, I have upcoming videos on, again, the OnePlus 8 and the OnePlus 8 Pro. I've actually been toying around with this idea that, because one, one of the main segments on my channel is a real-world camera test, but the mm -hmm. world is different now. So I'm calling it the work-from-home camera test. So um, <laughs> I, I, I call it the backyard uh, camera test because that's where I can go. <laughs> You're basically going to be seeing what a day in the life is right now in terms of like what I do. And a lot of it's going to be the same of uh, in every single camera test. It's just I wake up, I make my coffee, and it's going to be like this really cinematic uh, because the 4K cin cinema aspect ratio on the OnePlus 8 Pro and the 8, mm -hmm. I love that they have that. It's such a fun thing to use. Um, so you have a really like nice aspect ratio that looks super cinematic. So you can actually see me brew my coffee in the morning in that cinematic method. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be doing that video very, very soon. Um, I actually am trying to, we're trying to dive into more forms of content in general with me. Uh, and mm -hmm. by the way, I, I just saw the, the, the comment right now, boo, Joshua with the coffee, where's the tea? Um, okay. As people should know about me, coffee to start, tea keeps me going. All right. So it's, it's 1130 right now where we are in the West coast. So that's why I have coffee right now. Um, in any case, um, the other, the other thing that I'm going to be working on is the Mi 10 Pro. And oh, yeah, I right. actually have to finish up my coverage of that. It's just that when the Mi 10 Pro came in, all of a sudden, like, like the Mi 10 Pro came in at just the right time um, in terms of like when we received them. So we mm -hmm. got the Mi 10 Pro and it was like, okay, I can use this for a few days. And then all of a sudden, every announcement started happening. <laughs> it was just like, no, no, everyone calm down. So the Mi 10 Pro actually had to be pushed a little bit, but that's actually a mm -hmm. good thing because there's a lot to talk about on the Mi 10 Pro. There's a um, lot, yes. So. There's a ton, and and which includes the price. Price is such a big deal right now with mm -hmm. every single phone. Like people are talking about it with OnePlus, you're no longer the flagship killer. You're now flagship. The iPhone SE came out. Now the Mi 10 Pro coming from a company that famously has like small profit margins because they always have like a really low price point. Mi 10 Pro is like, that's the phone that I'm like, where did this price come from? You know, it's, it's, it's unheard of for Xiaomi to go into the $1,000 like like territory yeah um, it's, so, it's 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 a bold movement for sure definitely yes mm -hmm. so yeah it's uh that's the other thing i'm going to be working on and i will say like not really a spoiler alert but i will say the mi 10 pro it's an incredibly balanced phone it's so it is really good but knowing xiaomi for years and how they would provide that experience for a lower price that's me channeling every oneplus fan right now <laughs> <laughs> who feels that way yeah like the red so. like the red me yeah the red me k30 pro there's so many other mm -hmm. options i so for me so i don't have the the pro i have the standard me 10 and it's one of the very my experience with xiaomi is starting to develop i have i've used xiaomi devices in the past the uh the mi mix 3 was the one i used before 
And I was actually pleasantly surprised with the experience. So I think Xiaomi has a lot to offer. But yeah. uh, again, it's I, I would look forward to obviously to seeing your review of the Pro. I'm working on my review of the standard Mi 10, which I'm also very surprised with that. I, the form factor, wireless charging, reverse wireless charging, the display, the uh, the UI, the experience. It's different than when you get it. Uh, they did tailor it, I have to say. They've tailored it quite well for the European market uh, mm -hmm. and making it obviously more uh, user-friendly for a non... Basically, because you have to keep in mind, a lot of the Xiaomi devices, if you buy them from China, are tailored to the Chinese market. When you buy something from them that is released in the European market, they've done more work to make it work for us. So um, again, but looking forward to seeing your your coverage on that one and, and seeing how that goes. Uh, By the way, and, I, and, I did notice that you put that comment down there. Do a T comparison. Yeah. Um, okay, so at some point, I am actually going to bring back. I want to talk about T more often in my in my. Um, channel um, yeah, but yeah. at the very least i finally found a way to bring back t because the way that i present my podcast on my channel is a little bit different so you're actually yeah. watching the podcast being broadcast from the phone and then in the corners of the frame i'm actually making my t in the corners that's why it's called tech and t um but yeah so just to put it out there there did i i use t in my videos sometimes it's not an everything you know i'm not a liar <laughs> guys uh, if if there's ever a little bit of behind the scenes you need to know he does carry tea with him in his back. It's not a trick. Oh, yeah. It's not a. It's not a joke. Every single time I've ever run into Josh, there's always tea in the back. And and sometimes I've actually seen him giving it away. So that's the other thing. He's always recommending different types. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. It's it's not a. I have a, I have a dream that I will no longer carry business cards. I will just give someone a, a bag of tea, and it has my information. On it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That that would be really good. Um, but so just to guys, make sure you guys know, uh, Josh could be, actually let us know how do people connect with you. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of people know who you are, but if they want, there'll be information in the description. But if you can let us know, you know, what's the best way to talk to you or get in, get, get in touch with you? Standard, standard outro coming up from me. Um, all right. So you can find me on all social media uh, as well as on YouTube, uh, on social media, mainly Instagram and Twitter. You can find me with the handle at JV Tech Tea. That's JV. You know me. I love tech and I love to drink me some tea. You can also find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara is my full name. Uh, and as always, as TK said, links are in the description down below. Exactly. And um, you'll always see us kind of interacting. And uh, the picture that I posted online, by the way, uh, for the preview of this on Twitter was a picture that Josh and I took or Josh took mm. uh, during a hangout with us here at the Getty uh, last year. And that was yeah. just a beautiful time. And I was like thinking, like, what image can I use for like, you know, to post that because I was going to use it for the thumbnail. That's such a great image for a podcast. <laughs> like, we're about to go on podcast. Two of us taking pictures, obviously different context. That was a moment lens a picture taken, yeah. posted, and so on. So uh, really happy about that. Thank you very much to joining us. Um, uh, you know, as, as usual, TK Bay, you guys probably already know here with the channel, TKDSL8655 on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and actually now Inst uh, Amazon Live. Surprise, surprise. I'm, 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 I'm venturing out. Uh, they mm -hmm. do have their own influencer program that's developing as well. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and by the way, congratulations but, on that. It's great to see that you're 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 on multiple platforms like that. And I mean, it's great to see that you're on Amazon. I'm I'm trying to. It was it was a it was first and foremost. It was a really ha I was very happy that they approached me that they asked me to join yeah. the, the the program. And um, it's something to kind of yeah. Uh, I feel like it's like I said because of what Amazon did because of that approach and that that venture, I had to change my entire setup. But in the process, mm. I got 
this one configuration that literally works with almost every scenario that I have. I can record normal videos, live stream, uh, podcast, do all of the stuff at the same time, and then have the conf the setup to be able to change cameras, uh, jump over to the camera, like I said, show you guys the camera from the phone, decks, all of that. It, yeah, <laughs> very. Uh, I appreciate the the compliment there, and it, it is a lot of work, but I I love the fact that people appreciate it, and uh, everybody's you know doing good. And as Isa says, of course, stay safe. And uh, thank mm -hmm. you, Isa, for joining us. I know it's. I don't even know what time it is, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty late. It is. It is. Uh, it is officially two forty five in the morning for her. Oh man, I. <laughs> Oh, okay. So this one is actually cool. TK Bay with T B and T in the beginning. I like it. I am uh, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. And so with that, I want to say thank you very much. Be safe. Stay healthy. Um, you know, try to connect with family and friends. And of course, uh, as as we do, Josh and I, we talk all the time offline. This is just us putting it in front of you guys and allowing everybody to chat with us. And I want to say thank you very much. We'll see you guys next week on Saturday morning with tech. Um, hopefully we'll see some new faces. If not, you'll see my beautiful face next week. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'll see you guys. Thank you very much. All right. Enjoy your tea, everybody. And we're going to go ahead and end it now. Let's see how this works.